Blog Talk Radio. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters. 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 Well, hello, hello, and welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio, brought to you by Wealthy Sisters Media Group, where we proudly promote positive people. You can visit us for all of your branding and publishing needs at WealthySistersMedia.com. That's S-I-S-T-A-S, WealthySistersMedia.com. Here at Wealthy Sisters Radio, we believe in connecting businesses and people, stories, and music, and our purpose is twofold. First, you know we always have to make sure that we provide you, the dynamic listener, with inspiration and encouragement and that practical knowledge that you can apply to your business and your life right now for that positive impact. And second, we must edify, provide that platform to acknowledge and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I am Deborah Hartnett, your host, and we are broadcasting live on the worldwide Blog Talk Radio Network. And you know you can catch us here always and 24-7 at our website at WealthySistersRadio.com. You can go back and listen to all of our shows for almost six years now, and we owe that all to you, entering our sixth season this year. How about that? We are so excited about that, and thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And today is another awesome Tuesday, March 3rd, 2015. Yes, we're moving into the month. We're marching into the month of March, shall I say. This is a fabulous month. It is Women's History Month, and what an awesome way to celebrate that. Then with the Winter Summit. That's right. This is it. We are down to the wire. If you have not heard about the Winter Summit, that's okay. The fat lady has not saying yet. You can get registered today at the Winter Summit, like the champion that you are, thewinnersummit.com. That's March 27th, 28th. March 27th, 28th is going to be right here in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. If you're in South Carolina, North Carolina, you can drive up your if you're over in Philly, you can drive down, catch the train from New York, Jersey. We are going to have a ball. When I tell you this is the events of all events, if you are focus, serious about business. This is just for you. It's designed for you. The subject matters that we will have March 27th, 28th for business women who are focused. Some of the topics are financial fitness, six steps to get your business in shape for six-figure success. We also will have the National Association of Black Hotel Owners, Operators, and Developers teaching us, showing us how you too, yes, you can own a Marriott. You can come become an investor in a Hilton or provide uh, supplies to a comfort inn. You can do that. And the only way that you can do that is if you come to the Winter Summit and learn. We have them that are going to be conducting that workshop. And then we also have uh, Tawana Freeman. We've had her on the show. She's a phenomenal businesswoman, has a lot of success. She's teaching the workshop on how to create and package the right offer to attract more online customers for your offline business. This is it. We know the internet is powerful today and many of our services that we provide offline can also now. How do you provide that online so that when you are sleeping, you can make money, right? So we're going to be talking about all of that and so much more. And as always, we have to remind you about the infamous millionaire luncheon, but we have none other than Tanya Speed. She is one of the premier lobbyists, one of the first African-Americans here in the D.C. area, women who has just blazed the trail. And I'm telling you, she's going to be sharing so much with us at the Millionaire Luncheon. And Nicole Prester, who is Encore Solutions, this lady, I'm telling you, she has clients 
out the wazoo. And both of these women have built multi-million dollar businesses. You will have the opportunity to be in an intimate session with them, this luncheon that is very unique. How often do you have an opportunity to talk to millionaire? It's not that frequent for a lot of people. And this is a way that you can actually learn their story. So we want you to make sure that you take advantage of this. If you've been listening to us for years, you've been saying you want to come, make this commitment to yourself. Make this investment for yourself. I promise you, I promise you the investment is well worth, well worth the little money that it would take for you to get here. And I do mean little because the return is so valuable in the networking, in the connections, and not to mention the information. So we look forward to seeing you at the Winter Summit, March 27th, 28th. Again, that's March 27th, 28th, right here in the D.C., Virginia area in Northern Maryland, excuse me, Northern Virginia. So go to the Winter Summit like a champion, thewintersummit.com right now and get registered. Well, I tell you, we've come to that time in the show. You know it. Yes, we have. We're that business question of the week. Yes, yes, yes. We certainly appreciate you for sending in your questions. You know, if you've got a question, you want us to have an opportunity to answer here for you on Wealthy Sisters Radio, send it to family at WealthySistersRadio.com. Again, that's family at WealthySistersRadio.com or simply call our hotline at 800-917-9435, extension 808. That's 800-917-9435, extension 808. And you can ask us your question. And our question this week comes from Douglas in Biloxi, Mississippi. He says he's been listening for six months. Thank you, Douglas. Down in the Mississippi, I tell you, I have a lot of stories from Biloxi and my uh, family when they first opened those casinos down there. So we're glad to know that you are tuning in to us. And he says that he's thinking about starting a business from his hobby of catering, soul food. Okay, sounds good. Sounds real good. And he wanted to know how do you t- determine the target market. He's working on his business planning here. He's heard a lot about the target market. That is such a great question, such a great question, Douglas, and I appreciate you for asking. And, you know, what we do, we always go and we get research and we, you know, use our experience over 25 years of experience. And one thing I would say you want to start out when, from all of the research and just from just considering what we've done, you want to start with your base. Because a lot of people, just like yourself, you come up with a concept, you come up with an idea once you see you're doing something often for free or a little bit or not for the full value for family or friends because you provide a, a great service like catering or you might be a great seamstress or what have you. You want to start with your base of people. Start with who are already your customers. That will let you know. How did you get those customers? You know, where did they come from? Were they from referrals? Uh, you know, did you even begin advertising? And, and did it come from um, the advertising that you spent? So you want to kind of look at that as well. And also, I tell you what I um, also have found. It's a great article that um, you can actually find online here. Uh, or if you go Google, you know, how do you find your target market? Do you know your target market? How to find out um, who they are is a, is an article that was put out by Vertical Response maybe about last year, actually two years ago. But it's do you know your target market, how to find out. And I loved um, some of the details that they talked about in here. One of the things just specifying the differences between a target market and the demographics. A lot of times we, we use those terms interchangeably, but the demographics are like a of the target market. So like you say, your target market might be women, and the demographics would be women from 18 to 25. So they break that down for you there. But unlike I mentioned before, you also want to make sure you're getting to know who you are. What are those services that you're really providing? What type of, you know, soul food that you're providing? It may be uh, just this you're in that 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 Gulf area, it may just be soul food that's originated from that area. Or are you going to sample some of the food that's from North Carolina soul food? You know, so you want to really get to know who you are, define what that is that you're going to do, and then you can backtrack um, from there as well. Another thing is thinking outside of the box. You know, ask questions about your products um, that they mentioned. That let's say if you have a shampoo, is your shampoo just 
only good for shampoo? Like if it's an organic shampoo, can it also be used as a body wash? Can it be used as a laundry detergent? Those type of things. So thinking outside the box as well. And then also look at, they said, find a common thread. Is there something many of your current customers have in common? And that way you can, when you begin looking at your target marketing, you're looking at your advertising, that will give you an idea of where you want to spend those dollars as well. So we thank you so much, Douglas, for asking your question. Again, you can refer to that article um, that we just referred to there. It was published May 10, 2013 by Jennifer Sherwood on Vertical Response. Do you know your target market and how to find out? Just Google that. You'll find that information there. And again, if you've got a question you want to ask here on the Wealthy Sisters Radio, Send it to Wealthy Sisters, excuse me, family at WealthySistersRadio.com. Again, that's family at WealthySistersRadio.com. Or you can dial 800-917-9435, extension 808, and leave us a shout-out there. Well, we have come to that time again this week. I am not going to let you down. You know I'm not. Again, we have a phenomenal show planned for you today. We've got our feature correspondents Stacey Price, who is our marketing correspondent, is going to be sharing some great information on the new digital trends in marketing, and our legal correspondent, who talks about brand protection, Aurelia Mitchell-Durant, has some great things for 2015, but I tell you, our featured guest today, this woman, I, I mean, I just, I felt like I've been knowing her all my life. I was privileged, and I do mean privileged to meet her, and she came to me. I mean, when you have someone, a strong presence, comes to say, hey, you want to, we were at a brunch. You want to go and get some food together? I said, yes, ma'am, because I could feel her energy. I could feel her authority, and I knew this woman represented power, and it was just such an honor to be able to be in her presence. Who am I talking about? I am talking about the leader among leaders. This young lady, I tell you, is none other than Ambassador Dr. Susan Johnson Cook, otherwise known as Ambassador Sujay. She is known, like I said, to be the leader of leaders. She is an ambassador and chief advising both the Paulist and the Secretary of State on religious freedom and foreign policy and has helped leading celebrities and experts in their fields with public presentation as well as how to live more meaningful and balanced lives. And you know that's what we're all about here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. And she has worked for two presidents, not one, but two presidents, served as a presidential advisor and worked directly with three cabinet secretaries. And guess what? She's here on Wealthy Sisters Radio today. So we're going to take a short message break and come back with none other than the Honorable Ambassador, Dr. Suzanne Johnson-Cook. You are definitely tuned in to Wealthy Sisters Radio. We'll be right back. We're not listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show. We're not listening to Wealthy Sisters with Deborah Vacation, DDM Vacations and Global Travel International offers affordable vacations, cruises, getaways, all-inclusive resorts, honeymoon, family reunions, and more. We specialize in small to large groups, including sightseeing tours. Book your next vacation with DDM Vacation at 800-254-4493, PIN 6311665. Again, that's 800-254-4493, PIN 6311665. Or visit us at ddmvacations.globaltravel.com. We are live back here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Thank you so much for joining us today. As always, you know, we are excited and grateful to have you here with us. We appreciate you following us so much on Facebook and Twitter. All of the great feedback we get from you every week. Just know that we don't take it lightly. I am so appreciative of all of your comments and everything that you have to share. I'm 
grateful that you see the value in what we provide to you every week. And even sharing and taking this as a part of yours, knowing that we are here for a resource for you in your business today. And when I talk about resources, today is, I'm telling you, it is going to be a powerful day because our guest is a walking resource. She's a leader among leaders. She is none other than Dr. Suzanne. She's ambassador, shall I say, Dr. Suzanne Johnson-Cook. I want to give you a very special welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio. How are you, Dr. Cook? I'm fine this morning. How are you? Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for the invitation. I love your energy. I love what I'm hearing and, and love Wealthy Sisters. So thank you for what you do. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, it's an honor to celebrate Women's History Month uh, with you today. Can you tell tell us, I know you've got your Speakers Bureau and you do a lot um, with women, with your business as well, uh, serving all over the world, traveling. What does Women's History Month mean to you? Oh, it means so much. First of all, it means to recognize the generation that preceded us, the women whose shoulders we stand on, all of the women who blazed the trails that we now walk on, Dorothy Hyde, Coretta Scott King, Shirley Chisholm, just to name a few, but even our own mothers, you know, my mother, Dorothy C. Johnson, the late Dorothy C. Johnson, who worked so hard, you know, so that we could stand and be who we are. Um, So it means honoring the generation that preceded us, it means collaborating with the generation that we walk with, people like yourself. We're peers and colleagues and respecting and honoring and supporting one another and the endeavors that we have. And then it means mentoring the women who shall follow us so that we leave mm-hmm. a legacy. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you covered all generations, honoring our past and being with the ones on our peers and also leading those, mentoring those who will follow us. How important is that for us to do, Dr. Cook, to for the generation to come and, and, and planning exit strategies and, and that succession? And leaving legacy. It's so important mm-hmm. because, you know, no generation is supposed to repeat what we had to do. We're supposed to mm-hmm. leave something that they can build on. So it's very important. And there's, you know, there's, I'm learning that there's a difference between success and access. And many of us mm. had so much access. And so if we can open a door, um, make a phone call for someone else, or just lead by example, that makes it so important because then they don't, the next generation doesn't have to start from scratch. They can merely build on what we've done. And that's what each generation is supposed to do, really be a building block for the next generation. Right, right. I, I'm glad that you said that. Um, a lot of times we, we, we always like to focus on the positive here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. We also like to make sure that we navigate and learn how to, you know, shift through some of those things that can be a challenge for us. And and oftentimes I've heard from my peers or maybe some that are younger than I that might say that it, 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 it seems sometimes that they – others and other generations preceding one generation might feel threatened by this new person coming up. What would you suggest for individuals that maybe have that type of discomfort or um, feel like they are a threat to someone or can't really get that access, like you said, because someone in the previous generation is, is holding on to the reins or have that perception of that. What would you say to that person that, that says, well, I've tried to reach out, but they won't, they won't extend themselves to me? Well, you know, I think that people are in our lives for a season and for a reason. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're – role in your life may be done and so you have Mm -hmm. to be able to be around new people that will continually help you to grow so sometimes you have to go to grow and um, so you you need to attract and be around people who are going to celebrate you encourage you build you up Um, you know I've just started a movement called the pro voice movement for women pro voice movement for women.com is our website and it basically um, brings together black and Latina women who want to get to the table, women leaders who may not have had the opportunity to get to the table. So in the room mm-hmm. are women who've been at the table. There are women who want to be. And what we do is we celebrate womanhood. We celebrate who mm-hmm. you are. And then mm-hmm. you also see, by example, women who have maybe gotten to the place that you want to be. And so in mm-hmm. that whole networking experience, 
you're able to talk to people who who exemplify and who model for you what you think you want. And I think that you have to have more experiences like that where you're celebrated. So we've been mm-hmm. meeting in New York monthly right now. We call it the Gathering Monthly. And then we're getting ready mm-hmm. to take it to the DMV area on April 30th at 6 o'clock at the Cosmos Club so they can go to our website if they want to register. But it's about expanding your vision and growing and broadening your horizons and so if your mm-hmm. horizons have been too myopic or narrow, then it means it's time for something new. And so I would just say mm-hmm. stay encouraged, find a new group to walk with, and be able mm-hmm. to, you know, have new models of leadership who will embrace you. Mm-hmm. I, I am so excited to hear you say that about new. And because one thing that I learned, the only thing that is constant is change. And oftentimes we um, maybe are afraid of change. It's uncomfortable. You know, this person has been in my life all of this time. I've, but like you said, um, oftentimes they're in our lives for a season. And it doesn't mean that if you're consistent at what you're doing, it doesn't mean that you're going to not have change in that consistency. Exactly. Yeah. Consistency just means that you're you're actually doing or going towards where you go in your mark, you know, on a continual basis. But that also Mm -hmm. embraces that change may have to happen. Growth means change. And sometimes it's Mm -hmm. a geographic change. Sometimes it's an Mm -hmm. attitudinal change. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's um, merely a peer group change, but it yeah you're still consistent. You're on your path. You're towards your goal, and so mm-hmm. you have to go towards that sometimes with new people, and sometimes you have mm-hmm. to go alone for a little season until you get to the next group. You know, so you don't right. want to develop pen- dependencies, but you do want to have people who um don't merely tolerate you, but who celebrate you. Right, right. I love it. I love it. And also when we think about um, here on Wealthy Sisters Radio, we we normally start out, Dr. Cook, we say that uh, we are a little nosy here. We love to get kind of like a background of where our guests grew up and what led them on this path. So I would love for you to share with our audience, if you don't mind, you know, I'm sure they're just as inquisitive as I am as how, what led you to where you are today. I mean, to have serve two presidents and and cabinets and just all that you have done, did you ever see yourself at this point in your life? And just share, if you wouldn't mind, where you grew up in in your beginnings with us. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, I grew up in New York City. I'm a native New Yorker. You know, I wasn't born into the King family or the Cuomo or the Clintons, and so (laughs) it wasn't expected for me to kind of be at the seat that I'm in. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. but it took a combination of things. I had a tremendous family. Both my parents were wonderful. They're mm-hmm. deceased now. Dorothy and Wilbur Johnson from the South, sharecroppers mm-hmm. who came to mm-hmm. New York and built wealth. You know, they had mm-hmm. the American dream. They worked hard. They partnered together, and they built a business, which put us through school, which put us – we had jobs, you know, all the way through school. So we didn't start mm-hmm. out with debt. We started out on mm-hmm. our feet as wealthy women and men, you know, my mm-hmm. late brother. And then my brother mm-hmm. ran for – um a state assembly position when he was 26 years old. We were in a a very Jewish neighborhood, and he won against the machine. And so I was introduced Mm. to political life for the New York State Assembly, and a lot of the people who are now in national leadership were in the state assembly with my brother. So they would come to our home. My parents were very much, they were in the church, but they were also very much New York socialites. So we had a lot Mm -hmm. of different people coming in and out of our house, black, white, Asian, and Latino, and we were very comfortable with diversity. We were very comfortable Mm -hmm. with intergenerational activity. You know, we had old people, we had young people. We could bring all of our (laughs) friends home from school. And, you know, Uh it was the kind of house people wanted to be at. You know, we had a lot of fun. If we would go out at night, you know, everybody else had curfews. My parents were, you leave from here, you come back together, you all can spend the night here. So we had a very wonderful home where where it was a lot of love and a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity to be exposed to different people. I studied in Spain in 10th grade. Um, The kids who went to um, my school, the kids who studied French went to France. The kids who studied Spanish went to Spain. And I think that was the life-changing experience. I was 14 years old, a black girl in the Bronx, came back bilingual. Mm. And here Mm. I am when really there was the Puerto Rican migration to New York. And so my neighbors and my playmates and a lot of my friends 
were Puerto Rican, and some of them were first generation, so a lot of their parents didn't speak English. So here you have this black 14-year-old girl who's playing with playing jump rope or basketball <laughs> with your daughter and being able to translate for her mo- their mother. And so here, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of it changed my whole worldview because I came back mm-hmm. and I didn't just study history. I had lived it. I was in the places mm-hmm. that we were studying about. And I think that changed my whole worldview. I knew that something, my parents knew that there was more than the block that I played on, that I needed to be mm-hmm. exposed to this world. And I mm-hmm. think that's when the real beginning for kind of being a world changer, world leader began for me. Um, mm-hmm. Went to college, studied speech, theater, um, communications, um, and came out of college and did a tour with musical theater. But I was hired over the phone by WJLA-TV in Washington, D.C. to be a TV producer. And again, you know, the media was introduced to me at a very young age. And so having the media, having, you know, this exposure, this diversity, and then going to divinity school where I felt a call of God on my life um, at a very young age, but also as a female at a time that females were not really accepted in the broader, you know, community. I didn't know that. I just was like following my call and my dream. Following what you led. Right, right. You know, (laughs) but doors opened because of that. So people who I knew in the media covered me. People I knew in New York supported my fundraisers, and so all of a sudden my church was on the map. I was on the map at 26 years old, and this kind of whole world opened up to me. And I think, you know, being comfortable in your own skin, being, you know, really feeling called, feeling that you had a family that loved and embraced you, that you had a mm-hmm. community that was going to cheer you on, I think all of that makes a difference in terms of how you start out. And and then mm-hmm. having the wealth that, you know, you're a wealthy sister, but having the financial freedom to be able to make choices so that if something was not working for me or people were not treating me well, I didn't have to stay in a job that was not nice, you know. Right, um, right, having right. the financial Maybe freedom options. to move on. I had some options, uh-huh. you know, and mm-hmm. I had a family mm-hmm. business that would support me if you weren't going to treat me right. And I think that's, you know, kind of a lot of your message is, you know, being a wealthy sister is not just getting to a million but it's also knowing what to do when you get there, right? You know, having right. having been exposed, because we have a lot of people, athletes, performers, who've had millions of dollars in their hand, but they didn't understand manage financial management, so they lost it. They didn't understand their business, and so they lost it, spent it up. I think all of that combination of business management, family support, community support and understanding, you know, different worlds, I think all of that is important to what to do when the million dollars gets in your hands. Um, yeah. You know, absolutely. and I think that's something you need to, you know, emphasize as you go forward. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it continues. And so because I was in this political family, I applied for the White House Fellowship um, in 93, 94 with President Clinton. I was I was accepted, and that opened up the whole political world. You know, I was walking with the President of the United States, and doing domestic Mm. policy and being in cabinet meetings, you know. And so I got very close Mm. to um, a couple of the secretaries. So they kept me on in housing, urban, and development. And then the president Mm. called me at the end of his tenure and said, I need a faith advisor for the president's initiative on race. So here I am. I'm like, I was supposed to be there a year. I ended up being there five years, you know. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, in tremendous favor of God and tremendous blessings. But I think you're blessed in order to be a blessing because while I was there, I tried to open the door for as many people as I knew, particularly minorities Mm -hmm. who didn't have access to cabinet secretaries and things like that. So rather than have them go through the red tape of trying to make an application and a proposal Mm -hmm. and get on somebody's calendar, I can Mm -hmm. walk in Mm -hmm. and say, you know, so-and-so needs to meet with you. And they were like, yeah, have them call my office. I'll I'll meet with them. And so opening doors when we're in a place, that's access. That's power. Yes. And, yes. and expecting nothing in return, not saying, okay, I did this for you, so I want you to do this for me. I think it's, you know, if you're in a position to help, why not help? <laughs> why not help? That is, that's why you have excelled and continually um, excelling the way that you are. And and I want the audience to know, like I said earlier, if you just tuned in, we're tuned in to affectionately called Ambassador Sue J. She is uh, Dr. Suzanne Johnson-Cook. And I, when I met you just last month, I was just, I mean, I was like, wow, this lady is just, just coming to me just as humble 
you guys, you know, she she just says she went to college. She has a bachelor's in speech cum laude from Boston's Emerson College, and she has served on the board and holds two master's degrees, uh, which is in technology from Columbia University, and she has her doctorate and is an alumna of, guess what, Harvard University. So, I mean, and to hear you say to talk about access, you've stressed that so much. You know, I, I just, I am just so honored to to have you on the call, and it's great to see you setting this example. What are the, some of the other ways that that for women in business today, and women are, who are seeking access, or who are in those positions of access, and may not. They sometimes people feel like they're so busy too. I know I've I've heard mm-hmm. that conversation. You know well, you have what to, can they have, do? I mean, I think you have to prioritize. I mean, you can't do mm-hmm. everything well. You can't do everything at the mm-hmm. same time. But you can prioritize. I made a decision. I remember a few years ago, I was a pastor and I was on the speaking mm-hmm. circuit, and I had mother of two young children, and you know, mm-hmm. you had to. And I made some decisions about how I was going to move so that I was not going to be stressed out. I made a decision that I didn't want a nanny. I did not want a nanny raising my children. They were my children, mm-hmm. so I had to make mm-hmm. a decision. So I became a specialist in keynote addresses instead of trying to do okay. these rivals you know my, my colleagues who were men and who had a wife at home right. they were doing right. three or four they could nights. travel they could mm-hmm. travel and do these weeks away from their family well i said i can't do that and keep the stability that i want for my family so i became a keynoter and i could do a mm-hmm. luncheon or a dinner on the east coast somewhere quickly that i could get home and there were lots of flights that same evening and I get home mm-hmm. so that we could have dinner together, or I could at least tuck them in. Um, that was a decision I made. So I couldn't do California a lot or Midwest because you know you take mm-hmm. a day to get there, you take a day for and you and back, and a mm-hmm. day to get back. So you already, and then you're a day mm-hmm. for exhausting. So you mm-hmm. use the week mm-hmm. of your life. I decided I can't do that. So I think that was a priority for me. The second was I remember being at this luncheon on in New York where I was, and I had like three events. It was a wedding, it was a luncheon, and it was something else. And I'm sitting at each of them trying to figure out how I'm going to get to the next one. You know, what's the traffic pattern in New York? And, you know, I'll, I'll get a little bit of this one. I'll do breakfast at this one. I'll do the appetizers at this one. And then I'll walk in and show them. And I said, you know what, this is crazy. This is so stressful. So I made yeah. a decision I'm going to be fully present at one event or I won't accept, you know, but mm-hmm. I can't try to divide myself and be a third, a third, a third, because then mm-hmm. I'm nowhere, really. So, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. A, a decision about I want to be fully present if I accept an invitation. And sometimes no is the answer. You know, no thank yeah. you. I'm, I thank you for the invitation, but I'm not. I'm already committed, is what I say. I'm already committed. Sometimes that commitment is to myself. Sometimes that commitment right. is to be at the baseball game for my sons. Sometimes that commitment is to get a massage because I'm, you know, so exhausted from the week. But <laughs> I've learned that no is a complete sentence, and people who love you and respect you will invite you another time. Right, um, right, right. This time, right. this time may not work. And and mm-hmm. so to be comfortable with that, and, and I remember Bishop T.D. Jake saying, stand on your decision. You know, whatever decision you make, don't go back and change it, but stand on that decision. And so mm-hmm. I've learned to get there. Um, and so I think that those three things are part of prioritizing. And I think the other thing that's imp- is, is perseverance, that you have mm-hmm. to be able to stay on your goal and be what I call fiercely focused. Um mm. And not allow other things to distract you. Because it seems like when you're on a roll, you know, that's when you're yes. getting all these job offers. You're getting all of this. Yes. And one sounds better than the other. And the grass looks green yes. on the other side. And then, yes. you know, you have to say, okay, does this line up with where I'm going? And with you have to do vision. this several times mm-hmm. with my vision, several mm-hmm. times. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. just like one time. Because recently I've had to sit down again and say, okay, why did I accept this? <laughs> you know, why did I say yes? <laughs> or will I say yes to this? You know, while I'm again. on the train at midnight, you know, coming in at 3 in the morning, I'm like, what was I thinking? 
<laughs> so yeah. um, I think for women, though, and I, and I'm sure you've seen this a lot too, um, working with um, your, your your the pro voice movement and others. Uh, it's like we are trained not to say no. It's a right. bad thing for us to say no, and we always talk about that here on the show, and particularly for for women like myself, Southern bells. You mm-hmm. know that is just. You just don't say no. Well, let me let this be the first day of the rest of your life to all those who are listening from experience. Sometimes you have to say no. And if you want to be polite as Mm -hmm. a Southern Belle, say no thank you. I appreciate you (laughs) inviting me, but no thank you. And then you hang up the phone quickly. But the other piece is hiring staff. You know, when you're able yeah. to do that, that help you. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a wonderful business manager now. I'm going to give a shout-out to mm-hmm. Yolanda Colwell. Um, yeah. I have a wonderful – and hiring the staff that kind of say, okay, let me just run this past you. This is your calendar. Is this what you – you know, is this what you really right. wanted to do? And kind right. of just kind of – she'll pause sometimes. She'll just pause, and I'm like, why why are you not speaking? And she she lets me hear myself say what I just said. And then I'm like, you know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that. So, I mean, just, you know, when you get to the point that you can hire, and I think that's part of financial literacy and financial freedom, is when you get to the point you can hire, you don't have to do everything yourself. In fact, it becomes better because you'd rather pay money than have to a person that have to pay a right. hospital bill, you know? Yeah, from wearing yourself out. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so, true. I'm, yeah, so you know I'm right. You know it because we're both running. <laughs> but see, at the brunch that we met at, I mean, we took an afternoon. It was a wonderful event. It was the BET yes, Honors was. Brunch. Um, but yes. we took an afternoon to not be rushing and to really yes. um, get to speak to each other. I mean, we talked to each other and we – you know, so I, I think you have to have moments like that where, number one, you're not the star. You know, neither of us were on stage. Um, right. And, and that you're coming as a guest, and it's right. okay. It's okay. Your ego needs to just take a rest every now and then, too. Right, um, right. They're not going to call our names. We're not the one who's getting the honor. But it's an honor to be able to meet new friends and to network. And so I think that's what happened with us. And then we found out about each other's businesses. We're down the road. We can help each other, use each other's businesses. And I think that that's important. Collaboration is an important, partnerships is an important piece of growth. And um, it's really a mark to say that you've really gotten where you want it to be, that you can now do that. You can do that, and and when we see corporations, major corporations that partner and collaborate all the time, um, mm-hmm. it, it is so important for us to do that as well. I mean, you know, we're we're leveraging our strengths. You don't have to uh, become partners in in the business, but you can form partnerships. Like we exactly. talked about the hotel. Um, that's one of the major things um, at a, the Winter Summit, the workshop that we're hosting with the National Association of Black Hotel Owners, Operators, and Developers. And right. that's what a lot of people do, come together and form investor partnerships to own these properties, but they still have, you know, their their own entities, you know, exactly. like that. Exactly. So, and it sounds so you know, exciting. I'm going to try to really make a day of your conference. I'm speaking the next two days of your conference, but I'm going to try to make it. And we host a conference in October, the Columbus Day week in October 10th through the 13th called Women on the World Stage because I met so many dynamic women, you know, traveling the globe and, um, you know, whose stories and whose examples and whose businesses are just powerful. So I've tried to bring them back. Um, So Pro Voice Movement is one of the ways we collaborate. It's it's an umbrella for women's organizations. And the second thing we do is this this conference, Women on the World Stage. And the third thing we do is I interview some of them on my YouTube channel, the Ambassador Sujay, and Sujay is spelled S-U-J-A-Y channel. We interview some of the dynamic people that I've met on the world stage and so people can tune in and give me a thumbs up and a like if they like it. Um, but we're on Twitter, <laughs> LinkedIn, and Facebook. Make sure you do that. Yeah, please do that. Um, but, you know, it's just about really, yeah, how do we partner? How do we strengthen our hands for this good work? And all of us are trying to do something good. So Pro Voice is an umbrella. It's not just another women's organization that competes with somebody else. It's like whoever is a woman leader and can you we may bring have you an together. We bring you right. together. So you can just Because leaders home. need support. Who do we yes. go to? <laughs> and we need to exhale. Yes. You know, you have to yes. exhale some days and just say, take your shoes off, girl. It's okay. 
you know. Yes, um, yes, so yes. it's it's an exciting electric event, and I hope that Black and Latina women leaders will tune into our website, ProVoiceMovement.com, and join us either in New York on March 17th or in Washington, D.C. on April 30th, the Washington, D.C. area and the tri-state New York area. But something amazing is happening. It's just like there's no agenda. It's not like you got to come in here and we're going to read the minutes and, you know, you're going to vote. <laughs> oh, no, we have enough of that. It's like who's in the room? Who's in the room? You know, yes. we've got wealthy sisters in the room. We've got pro voice in the yes. room. And everyone stands up and they're like, oh, my, it's a chance to brag and celebrate and, te- you know, I had a new grandbaby, whatever happened, you know. But that's what <laughs> So, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, I, I know everyone can just hear the, such the, the energy and all the power that I saw uh, when we met at the brunch as well. And we talked about your illustrious background. Not only are you uh, an educated, as we say, woman, but <laughs> you are an author of not one but ten books. Woo, you don't even look lot. old enough to have written 10 books. So oh, I love it. I love it. it. I'm going to stay on with you all day. I love it. Okay. <laughs> you like that. Good, good. Oh, I like that. Yeah. But it's the truth. It's the truth. I mean, and including the bestsellers, Becoming a Woman of Destiny, Turning Life's Trials into Triumphs. Can you tell us a little bit about that book? Oh, I'd love to. It's um, based on the biblical Deborah because we don't have a lot of books for transition. How about um, that? <laughs> you know, I was reading all these books, you know, when you're about to turn 50, and I won't say what year I did that, but, you know, I read all these books, and it was like halftime and all these things, and they were oh. built on for men, and it was written uh-huh. like, you know, the half line for men. You're at the half line of mm-hmm. your football game, and I'm like, I ain't saying football. <laughs> you know? What is he talking about? What's he talking about? <laughs> I, I just look the, at the colors of the uniforms. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I just sit at the Super Bowl party. I'm not really following it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know. And so I said, what is out there for women? So it's, And it was also when I was transitioning to become ambassador, it was like there were, you know, it was a two-year Senate confirmation hearing period. And when you're in those mm-hmm. moments of you're not necessarily confirmed and you're not guaranteed that you're going to get this lot, what is it like when you're leaving your community everyday life and you're going to this bubble? You know, this White House mm. bubble, because not only is the president and his family live in a bubble, but everyone who's at the senior level is in that, because you're carrying the president's secrets as an ambassador, you know, and so you can't mm-hmm. be out there. So you have to leave pretty much everything that's your mm-hmm. own. Like the Abraham story, you know, it's like leave all your possessions behind and go <laughs> and follow the story. And it's a really kind of what we call rare air because mm-hmm. not everyone has been there and not everyone can mm-hmm. go with you. So what do you mm-hmm. do when you're transitioning and the only voice you really can hear clearly is God? And you may have a couple of girlfriends or prayer partners that you really trust. So it's about transition, and it's also action steps. So it's built on four principles, what we call the Isaac principles, intellect, mm-hmm. spirit, mm-hmm. action, and community. And those mm. four things need to be present in your life, that you don't apologize for being an intelligent black woman or any kind of woman. Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. to always tap into the spirit that's within you. And then you've got to mm-hmm. make some steps. You've got to have some action steps that get you closer to your goal. And then community, what I call destiny circles, and that's inviting mm-hmm. women that into your home or to your private space. And we're having one this Saturday in New York for some of my girlfriends. But it's inviting people in your circle who you can bounce some things off of. So when we come together, it's on, and we wear jeans. You don't have to be on. You don't have to have the makeup. I don't care what you look <laughs> no like. Eyelashes no eyelashes. No eyelashes. Uh-huh. <laughs> no mascara running in the, But everyone brings a potluck. Everyone brings, you know, themselves. They bring a potluck dish, and everyone sets up and everyone cleans up. So it's no no burden on any one person. I provide the home. And um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we just kind of go around the circle and see how each other's doing. It keeps us from becoming unglued, and so we Mm -hmm. check on each other. But in the midst of it, we're saying, this is something I need you to pray for. This is something I want to celebrate. And in that room, you know, by the time we get through eight or ten people, it's miraculous how someone on this side of the room has just said something that something on the other side of the room needed to know. My mother's mother's transitioning, you know, or my dad (laughs) just died, Mm -hmm. or... I'm struggling with this at work. And someone else in the room who couldn't articulate that heard it from that Mm. sister. So you have this Mm. kind of spirit meeting spirit. Mm -hmm. And Mm. 
and just some healing that happens, and you're like, okay, I'm fortified now. I can go back to the world that's fast and mm-hmm. that's crazy mm-hmm. and that's busy. Mm-hmm. But right now, for mm-hmm. these two hours, my soul gets some nurture. It's recharged. And uh-huh. recharged and relaunched and restored. So all of that happens. And so that's what Becoming a Woman of Destiny is based on. Deborah was a wife, a, a judge, and a prophetess. Yes. You know, and yes. one of the first. So she's you know, she's a model for us. And that multidimensionality is okay. You don't have to be just one thing. It's okay yes. to have talents and gifts that are out of the box. And I think that Thank that's you. important for women. Yes, I affirm that and confirm that, you yes. know? Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Because who yes. said there has to be a box? You know? Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I, you know, I do believe in everything is a name. I, I, I know the story of Deborah for sure. Have have read it all my life, and mm. and to hear you say that, um, that again, confirming and affirming that you have multiple talents. You were given these talents. And you shouldn't try to hide them just because society says, you know, you need to do this one thing or you should be boxed in in this one thing. Well, you've been doing this all this time. How are you going to change to something else? I know. The comment I get all the time. Well, when are you going to just be stable? When are you going to slow down? When are you going to – why are you all over the place? Well, hold on. Hold on. Who asked you to validate my life? Who are you bothering? Right, right.
this information today on what Stacy Price, our marketing correspondent, has to share with you today. I mean, she has some tips today that's going to blow you away. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Stacy after this short break. You are definitely listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio. DHerbs.com's Full Body Cleanse works to naturally cleanse and detoxify the body to aid in weight release, enhancing the immune system, and increasing energy levels. The Full Body Cleanse consists of the blood and lymphatic formula, cardiovascular, liver, spleen, and gallbladder, lungs and respiratory, kidneys, bladder, and adrenals, colon and digestive tract, and activated charcoal. When you cleanse your body, you open up the door to healing and rejuvenation. DHerbs.com Welcome to Magnificent March. This is Stacy Price of Aiden Marketing, your Wealthy Sisters Marketing Correspondent. Today's focus is creating engaging content with visual content marketing. I have a question. As an entrepreneur, business owner, or even as a marketer for a company, Do you find creating engaging content hard to do? Well, if you answered yes, then you're not alone. In fact, it's the number one challenge that businesses face in regards to digital marketing. While there are many ways to engage your target audience via content, today we're going to focus on six valuable types of visual content marketing. Number one, Infographics. They are lean, mean, intense data presenting machines that allow you to present intense information in an easy to understand visual format. Number two, videos. Videos are the perfect medium to connect with on the go viewers and one of the leading ways to engage and entertain your prospects. Number three, pictures. Images are well received on every type of social media platforms. And one of the masters of pictures is Coca-Cola. Their brand's visual engagement has become part of their annual holiday tradition in both pictures and video content. Number four, comics. Comic strips aren't just for Marvel. A comic strip can humorously present a point or message that you are trying to convey to your buyer personas. Think hard and actually go ahead and try it. Can your brand bring a unique twist to a comic strip to connect to your audience? Number five, whiteboard and explainer videos. They allow you to engage your audience with a video capable of turning tough topics into understandable, digestible learning sessions. Number six, MEMS. A MEM is a social media friendly graphic that's funny yet useful. And I'm sure that you've seen lots of MEMS out on the internet, but you can use them to actually build awareness for your brand, your product, or your service. So those are the six valuable types of visual content for today's segment. Hope to see everyone at the Winners Summit. Please go to www.thewinnersummit.com, and we look forward to empowering you at that powerful conference. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Stacy. Wow, that information she shared with us today. And, yes, Stacy is going to be at the Winter Summit along with all of our other dynamic correspondents, Marcella as well. Aurelia, have an opportunity to meet all of them. They're going to be sharing some great information. Like I said, we are so excited about the Winter Summit. But we want to now go down to Atlanta 
to our legal correspondent, Aurelia Mitchell-Durant. And Aurelia has some key things. I'm telling you, she shared this in January, and she said we needed to replay this today because she got a lot of feedback on this. So key things you need to do for 2015. Take it away, Aurelia. This is Aurelia Mitchell-Durant Esquire, and this is the Wealthy Sisters Media Group radio show legal segment. Happy 2015, everyone. And as we embark on a new year, this this month is pretty significant because not only is it the beginning of a year, it's 2015, but it's also the month that we celebrate the birth uh, birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And one of my favorite phrases that Dr. Martin Luther King said was that, Education is the road to equality. And so as we reflect on what happened last year, there's some interesting things that happened in the news. I mean, we went from Donald Sterling in the summer and a discussion about commercial speech and how his speech was not necessarily protected to the issues of Ferguson and the issues in New York that signified an intersection between the ignorance of legal due process and anger about the subjective nature of how law is enforced. So last year we saw some ups and downs in the legal process, I mean mostly downs because there's a lot of things that came to light. But as we move into 2015, we need to be in a posture that requires every business owner or prospective business owner to do their own due diligence to become aware of how current events may affect their business and eventually affect their livelihood. So I want to leave you with three things to be clear about as we go forward into 2015. Now, my list could be longer than three, but I'm just going to leave you with three for right now. The first one is, am I building a brand? What kind of brand am I building? I talked all last year about building a brand, sustaining your brand, what's my brand. But at the beginning of every year, it's a good time to reflect on it. You know, am I building the brand that I want? Am I speak, is it speaking to me? Is it a message that I want the world to go out? Does my brand resonate with who I am on the inside? Uh, Oprah talks about uh, being in your true self. So your brand is something that should reflect who you are truly on the inside. Number two, have I insulated myself and my brand as best I can? Now, some things happen, you know, and some things are, I guess, quote-unquote, unavoidable. Um, but there are ways to put in safeguards, whether it's getting some insurance, getting some EEO insurance, tightening up your contracts. Have I put in safeguards to insulate myself and my brand? And number three, do I have a business plan? Now, that's a big one because a lot of times people think that they can go into business and have the business plan in their head. But at the beginning of a year, it's a good time to reflect and actually put that plan on paper. The business plan should act as a roadmap to take your business to the next level. So as we embark on 2015, those are the three things that I want to leave you with is, am I building a brand? Have I insulated myself? And do I have a business plan? So this has been Aurelia Mitchell-Durant, Esquire, and this has been the Wealthy Sisters radio show legal segment. Thank you very much for listening. All right. Thank you so much, Aurelia. I tell you, this has been such a show. I want to thank you all for tuning in to us today on Wealthy Sisters Radio. And very, very special thank you to our guest, Dr. Susan Johnson Cook, who happens to be Ambassador Dr. Susan Johnson Cook. She shared with us, if you missed the first half of the show, I want to make sure you go back. You deserve to hear it. You want to make sure you download it. You can find us on iTunes for free. Yes, we are there on iTunes and the Wealthy Sisters. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter on Wealthy Sisters. And make sure you go to Wealthy Sisters Radio and join our mailing list so that you can always be ahead of everyone else and know who's coming on the show and a lot of other great features that we have to offer here every week to you on Wealthy Sisters Radio. A special, special thank you to you, our audience. As I, I say, I cannot say enough how appreciative I am of sharing this space and time with you. As we come to the closing of our show, my power thought today was to talk about, you know, that Forbes list came out yesterday. I was having a conversation with one of my good buddies, and we we're always talking about business and strategizing. And he was saying how it just made him so angry. <laughs> and I could understand his frustration. He was like, how are they on this list? And I'm not on this list. <laughs> and then it was so amazing, though, because oftentimes today, you know, we can see because digital, it puts everything in our 
our view. And, and a lot of times we might want to compare or what have you. But the thing that we want to keep in mind is that your path is your path. Your journey is your journey. And no one can take what is destined for you from you. So just keep that in mind. And, and I thought, I sent this text out or tweet yesterday about the hair and the tortoise that came to mind and it's just it's so cute you can go to my facebook you go to twitter or what have you you can see it there but it is so cute that turtle is at the end that tortoise is winning the race so that's you you're laying a solid foundation oftentimes we can't see that when we're in the midst but you are continued success and we look forward to seeing you next week as always we wish you and yours the best of everything great. Make sure you get registered for the Winter Summit at thewintersummit.com. See you next week, and thank you so much for listening to us. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters we're not listening to wealthy sisters. 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 We're not listening to wealthy Our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our host, staff, or partners of Wealthy Sisters Radio.